Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM, channel 127. Welcome to Progress After Dark. Good evening to everybody out there on the West Coast, driving home in your vehicles. Hello to everybody else in the Middle and the East Coast. Welcome to Tell Me Everything, bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. I'm John Fugelsang. Our executive producer is Chris Hauselt, running this thing out of South Carolina. Thea Harper, our producer, running this thing out of Brooklyn. I come to you from New York City tonight. We got a great one. Uh, Renee Graham will be here for her new piece in the Boston Globe on the end of the Republican Party. Also, comedian Rhonda Hansom is with us for all of hour two, taking your calls all hour long. Uh, Saturday, 29th of April, I'll be performing in Tyson's, Virginia, doing a fundraiser for our good friend Carl Frisch who is uh, running for school board, school board at the Fairfax County School District. I did a fundraiser for Carl a couple of years ago. He's a great Democratic strategist, and he, you might know him from Stephanie Miller, lovely guy, LGBT superstar. He asked me to do it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll come down to Virginia. I, I love Virginia. And uh, th th then he got elected, and I thought, okay, well, I've, I've done my work here. Now the guy's calling me saying, hey, I'm running for re-election. I'm like, D d do you know a second comic? Oh, okay. So I, I hope I have a different hour than the last time, but come on down if you're in Virginia to Tyson's. The, 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 you can find it on Act Blue, or, uh, or I'll post it on all my, my socials. We'd love to see you guys, and hopefully announcing a lot more live dates coming up in the year. I think, I think we're all set. I thank you guys for all your lovely letters. Hello to everybody who's listening live, our evil army of the night. You're the ones we want to call us at 866-997-4748. And hello to the Daywalkers, everybody who has stuff, stuff going on at night, so they listen on demand on the app on the John Fuglesang podcast. We love you guys. We do read your emails and your notes and your tweets, and we thank you very much. It's been a crazy time. Uh, John Fetterman returned to the U.S. Senate after taking a leave of absence due to clinical depression because 17.3 million Americans, over 7% of our population, suffer from the umbrella term we refer to as depression. And that is why John Fetterman should be viewed as a role model for all, but more specifically, as a role model for freaking men. 
because men need a role model when it comes to dealing with your mental health issues. All right. I think we're all set. We're so glad you guys are with us. 866-997-GRIT. It's always a sprint. Like, I I keep thinking this should be like low-key late-night show. I keep thinking, why don't I bring it down like Art Bell? And just be very, very passive. Do the whole thing like this. We could do it. Go to AM radio right now. Most of your overnight hosts are talking like this. It sounds like they just took a couple of Salmonex and got in a warm bath. But I can't do that. I'm too fired up. There's too much going on. There's too much to be inspired by. There's too much to be pissed off at. There's too much to shout about. So we look forward to hearing from you guys all night long. 866-997-4748. Let's do a show. It was a busy weekend for all the well-regulated militias looking to exercise their Second Amendment rights this weekend. Man, a lot of freedom this weekend. Did you notice? A lot of, lot of right-to-bear-arms freedom being displayed and lots of thoughts and prayers for all that freedom. Thirteen mass shootings across the United States this weekend. Alabama, Kentucky, second Louisville shooting in a week, by the way. Well done, guys. Texas, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nebraska, Georgia, Michigan, New York. A dozen people killed, 70 injured, according to the Gun Violence Archive. The United States has seen more than 160 mass shootings in the first 16 weeks of 2023. From the start of the year through now, there's been 163 mass shootings in the U.S., an average of more than one and a half mass shootings a day. And from Friday to Sunday, there were nine mass shootings alone. That's a lot of freedom. And against the backdrop of these mass shootings, of these mass killings, of the death, of the funerals, of the sorrow, of the weeping mothers, of the weeping children, Republican politicians flocked to the NRA convention to tell the overwhelmingly Caucasian crowd, we need more guns. Oh, and also the safety policies that all of our allies enjoy are communism. Yeah. You know, all those countries that have gun control and they don't have mass shootings like we do. They're not as safe as us. The NRA celebrates the politicians who take their money as children die. And that's all you really need to know about the Republican Party in this country is that the NRA has bought them bought the Republican Congress to prevent action. Be a very good time for Joe Biden to declare a national emergency on guns. I'm just saying. Shooting at an Alabama 16th birthday party left four dead and 28 injured. A lot of freedom in Alabama. Well done. Law enforcement are pleading with the public to come forward with any information. In Dadeville, Alabama, a mass shooting took place during a 16-year-old birthday party on Saturday Killed four, wounded 28. And then, of course, by now you've heard about uh, the 85-year-old white Kansas City homeowner who shot 16-year-old honor student Ralph Yarl twice after Ralph went to the wrong house while trying to pick up his siblings in Kansas City. We now know that the 85-year-old, his name is Andrew Lester, he will face two felony charges in this case, and he's going to face charges of assault in the first degree and armed criminal action. They asked why he's not being charged with attempted murder. Uh, the DA said it's actually actually the possible sentence under assault was more severe. Um, this is a terrible story. And you may have heard it already. Ralph Yarl, again, honor student, musician, a talented player in band. And he's black. And he's in Missouri. And he went to pick up his younger brothers from a friend's house over the weekend. But Ralph didn't have his phone on him to figure out the directions, and he accidentally pulled into the driveway 
of the wrong house. You see, the house that Ralph was looking for was 115th Terrace, but he accidentally went to 115th Street, which is a block over. 115th Terrace and 115th Street run parallel to each other. The lawyer said that Ralph, who is 16, is in critical condition after being shot twice. And the GOP doesn't care. I mean, they're paid not to care. More gun deaths means more fear. More fear means more gun sales. And the NRA, which began as a gun safety organization, eventually became a gun rights organization, now exists as the lobbying wing of the gun manufacturers. They exist to sell guns. They're not a Second Amendment organization. If they were a Second Amendment organization, they'd support 3D printed guns so everyone could be armed. They don't. They support you buying more guns with all that crime out there. They want to just flood the zone with as many guns as possible. And then the guns start going off. People start dying. And then they're there with their message. You know what? It's not safe. You should arm yourself. So <laughs> Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan came to New York City to hold a New York crime hearing, not because uh, he cares about crime in New York, not because he cares about gun violence. He came with his weaponized congressional sideshow to New York City today to attack D.A. Alvin Bragg on behalf of Donald Trump. He came here for one reason, to embarrass Donald Trump's prosecutor, which he knows won't work. And he knows it won't hurt the prosecution. So really, he just did it for himself. <laughs> yeah, I have to get better at my language. No Republican does anything for any reason other than their own self-promotion. Seriously, tell me when I'm wrong, please. I mean, a couple of them try. <laughs> but he did this to get clips on Fox News. He did this to curry favor with Donald Trump. So here's Jim Jordan with his little performative congressional sideshow. Uh, and here he is lamenting a city that's lost his way. No, not Cleveland, but New York. Today's hearing is about the administration of justice and keeping communities safe, something that has always been a central focus of the House Judiciary Committee. Our witnesses today have felt the effects of crime up close and personal. They've been victimized by a justice system that cares more about political correctness than punishing the criminals who've harmed them and harmed their family. We thank them for being here and sharing their story. Their stories are emblematic of a city that's lost its way when it comes to fighting a crime and upholding the law. I'm actually glad Jim Jordan did this today. I mean, I guess the typical knee-jerk response would be, oh, you you hump, how can you do this? It's all performative. You know, you get angry, gnash teeth, I go on Twitter and get in a fight with some troll. No, 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 no. Jim Jordan did us a favor today. Because if Jim Jordan hadn't brought his hearing at taxpayer expense to New York City, we wouldn't have learned, like, that Ohio has a homicide rate 49% higher than New York City's homicide rate. I mean, if it wasn't for this Trump-owned shill having a show hearing in New York City so we could attack the levers of justice, we wouldn't have learned today that Ohio's homicide rate is 49% higher, Ohio's assault rate is 34% higher than New York City, and Ohio's larceny rate is 346% higher than New York City. Sorry, Jim, you can't look away from this one, you godless hump. <laughs> but then when it comes to Republicans who want to do nothing about gun violence, there's Ron DeSantis, who has become really the new leader. And that's a good thing because he's not going to be a leader of anything else for a long time. 
Ron DeSantis, he of the deeply unpopular six-week abortion ban in the former state of Florida, a former Donald Trump sock puppet, now Donald Trump frenemy, Ron DeSantis, and his varying crimes against gay kids and marginalized people and (laughs) refugees seeking asylum and books. He doesn't like those. He also wears high heels. Can we talk about that? Yeah, he does. He's a short man. He wears high heels. I love how all the guys who hate the trans folk are walking around wearing heels in their boots, like Ron DeSantis and Trump. But that you know, today, Ronda unveiled a legislative proposal aimed at essentially nullifying Disney's recent effort to restrict Florida's ability to rein in future development to Disney World. Because Ron DeSantis has decided the best way to become president is to attack a private corporation because of their values. Yeah, it's it's really, it's good stuff. The Republican Party's come a long way. Remember when they were all pro-capitalism and hated Russia? <laughs> now, again, DeSantis is proud of being anti-woke. He's so anti-woke, he's comatose. And this is all happening because Disney did not have sufficient hatred towards transgender children. Disney publicly criticized the Florida's Parental Rights and Education Bill, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, because Disney doesn't like being mean to marginalized children. And did you see Sassantis today grinning at his press conference that Florida can use the land next to Disney World to build a rival theme park or a new state prison? <laughs> you know, Ron DeSantis passed this abortion ban last week and they announced it after 11 p.m. on a weeknight. That's how unpopular he knows he is. And within hours, of Rhonda bragging that he was going to build a prison next to Disney, Disney tweeted that the park is going to host the first ever Pride Night in June to celebrate the LGBTQ community. They have no intention of backing down. They put out a big gay ad for a big gay night in big gay Florida. You see, Disney was around long before Rhonda Santis, and they'll be around long after Doey McPudding Fingers has settled into his next career as a mediocre pudgy lobbyist. Oh, by the way, Rhonda's having a bad day. Republican megadonor Thomas uh, Peterfee said he is suspending donations to Ron DeSantis. Yeah, he, he was giving him money, but citing his positions on abortion and book bans, <laughs> the uh, gazillionaire douchebag said DeSantis seems to have lost some momentum. <laughs> I mean, there are some Republicans who are trying to call out their fellow Republicans on gun violence. Nancy Mace, who flirts with sanity, she called out her fellow Republicans for their silence on gun violence and their extreme positions on abortion. She said, there are plenty of things we can be doing besides offering prayers and silence. Of course, Nancy Mace didn't have the guts to call for gun control of any kind, except, you know, background checks for gun buyers. But that's more than Rhonda does. Because as you might have heard now, in Florida, you don't need a permit to carry a gun in public anymore. You don't need training to carry a gun in public anymore. But you do need documentation to prove that you were raped to get an abortion. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis signed both of these laws in the last two weeks. If you were raped and are pregnant, you must prove. You must prove that you were raped. We know how fun that is for you ladies and underage girls. But then he signed the permitless carry law that'll abolish all gun training. And it will abolish any safety requirements to carry a gun in Florida. No background checks, no gun safety classes, no questions, no nothing. Which on its own is evil. (laughs) But then you have to realize that Ron DeSantis is going to be speaking at the Utah Republican Party State Convention in Orem later this month. And 
just like at the NRA convention, firearms will not be allowed inside. Yep, they have gun control for Republican politicians who refuse to ever provide gun control for you, your family, or the people you love. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And welcome back. Quick reminder, if you've enjoyed any of our recent interviews ranging from Eugene Levy to Natasha Leon to Ilhan Omar, you can hear all of those and more on the SiriusXM app, SiriusXM On Demand, or, of course, on the John Fuglesang podcast. Keep up with all the stuff you missed. Uh, let's get back to it. I'm so pleased to welcome our next guest. Let me quote her. It's been said that a rat is never more dangerous than when it finds itself trapped in a corner. Facing defeat, that rodent won't perish in docile resignation. Teeth bared, it will lunge at its target, determined to inflict as much damage as possible, shrieking and snarling until its last ragged breath. That's the Republican Party. A rat in its death throes. I know, it's deeply offensive to rats, but... Renee Graham is an opinion columnist associate editor for the Globe's op-ed page. She writes a lot of subjects, including racism, domestic violence, LGBTQ issues, police misconduct, gun reform, and politics. Her new piece, <laughs> it's just incredible. Uh, the GOP in its death throes. Renee Graham, welcome back to SiriusXM. Thank you very much, Sean. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, this piece is really powerful, and I'm sure that you got a lot of pushback because it's very, very blunt. But you, you, you lay it out: rampant book banning, trying to defund libraries, criminalizing doctors and teachers, black legislators expelled from the state for demanding fewer gun deaths, voter suppression, parents of trans kids threatened, and that's not even talking about taking away women's reproductive freedoms from half the population. I mean, it seems like the Republican Party is doing a really good job of trying to win Republican Party nominations and alienating everyone else. I'm not even sure that they're even trying to to appeal to the entire Republican Party. There is this hardcore extremist base within the Republican Party, and that is who they're playing to. The problem is the rest of the Republican Party won't do anything about it. They kind of so sit true. there and they kind of watch it and they just pretend it's not happening and they just go along with the flow of it. So, frankly, they're complicit in this as well. 
Exactly. I mean, you could say that the most uh, fair-minded, sane Republican is a Mitt Romney who will call out these troglodytes, but still vote alongside them almost 100 percent. Does it seem because I agree with you, this is not the Republican Party that we grew up with. This is not the party of Lincoln. It's not even the party of Dan Quayle. What we have now, and I think it began before Trump with the Tea Party, is something that's louder and dumber and angrier and meaner. I call them the illiterati. But you know this in in the Northeast, New York and, and, and Massachusetts, there's tons of Republicans who feel like they've lost a home who feel like they they have their opinions and their values, and that's one thing, but that their entire party has been taken over by the comments section. It's like the know-nothings have come back and have just sort of, you know, the the January 6th defilement of our capital is sort of a metaphor for what's been done to the party. Oh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. But, you know, I I think this starts with the the Southern strategy in 1968 with Richard Nixon. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of somehow appealing to this hardcore extremist base that, that is anti-Semitic, that is racist, and that and that responds to all of the dog whistles. Except now there aren't dog whistles. They're just foghorns at this point. They don't even need to be subtle about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just been this steady crescendo since, ni- since 1968 to where we are now when you have the Republican Party doing things like just openly banning books and trying to defund libraries, like, you know, when did librarians become the enemy in this country? Uh, well, I would say among people who don't like to read, but absolutely. I mean, that's what we're And that's seeing. fine if you don't like to read, but you yeah. can't take away books from people who do. <laughs> But they can. I mean, this is authoritarianism 101, isn't it? They they are terrified of critical thinking. And uh, I think a lot of it, and, and tell me your thoughts on this, Ms. Graham, a lot of it's performative. A lot of it is Ron DeSantis feels that if he beats up on transgender children and migrants legally seeking asylum enough, that that will convince uh, the right-wing Christians that control his party that he's their guy. This performative cruelty that seems like not so much the cruelty for its own sake, but the cruelty to be popular with people who have, I guess, been groomed to view cruelty as strength. You know, if if they didn't think there was a payoff, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. But, you know, they all look back at 2016 and think, wow, this worked for Donald Trump, so I can out-Trump him. I can take this even to more extremes, especially because... You know, for the last few years, Trump's been out of office and Ron DeSantis is governor of Florida. So he can kind of inflict all this stuff on everyone and appeal to, again, the small group of people who cheer him on and love what he's doing to trans kids and love that he's yanking books by, you know, bell hooks and Tony Morrison out of schools. Mm -hmm. They love that. But it doesn't address their real problems. That's the part that I don't get. It's like, that's fake. I love that you hate that book, but are you any happier? (laughs) <laughs> How's inflation doing for you? It's, I mean, all the things Republicans said they were going to concentrate on in the midterms, they didn't yeah. do. And that's why they didn't win the Senate. That's why they didn't do as well in the House as they thought they did. And that's why we saw what happened in Wisconsin a few weeks ago with the state Supreme Court. They they put all of this emphasis on destroying abortion, not recognizing the fact that the majority of the country supports abortion rights. How much of this devolution of the party has to do with the rise of right wing media? You know, we used to think that Fox News was the propaganda arm of the Republican Party. But in the last couple of years, it seems like the Republican Party is the political arm of Fox News. I mean, the the, the right wing media machine has played a significant role in dumbing down the base, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's 
you know, there's always been a right wing in this country. That part of it isn't new, but it's the the justification and the validation they can get every single night. They're not going to get that on the major networks. They're not going to get that on CNN or MSNBC, but there's a station built for them. And they're going to get that night in and night out. And that tells them I'm right. Yeah. It especially said that to them when the president was saying those things and he was appearing so often on Fox News and saying all the things that they always believed deep down about this country and things about, you know, talking about, you know, white replacement theory and right. the surge and, these you know, the migrants coming across and all these brown people taking over all of these things. Again, none of these things are new. White replacement theory goes back to, you know, to the 19th century. But oh, yeah. it's the validation they got from the White House and that they get every single day and night from Fox News and other white uh, white ring media. It's not just Fox News anymore. It's so true. And you write in your piece, instead of easing up, Republicans have tripled down on their politics of hate, harm and retribution. Then they wonder why an all in embrace of authoritarianism isn't appealing to Gen Z. And it's not just young voters being lost. In poll after poll, the GOP is on the wrong side of public opinion on abortion, gun control, and LGBTQ rights. In its rush to abandon democracy, the party is out of step and running out of time. Brilliant. You nailed it in one paragraph. But why don't we see more GOP doomsayers? I mean, Nancy Mace has tried a bit to say, hey, we're going too far with gun control and, 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 and with anti-abortion measures. But at the end of the day... I think the party is hostage to its own base. We, we we saw this with Eric Cantor. He would meet with Barack Obama every week, say no to everything. Mm -hmm. And then Dave Bratt challenged him and primaried him, saying, can you believe that Eric Cantor meets with Obama every week? And that was all it took. And ever since then, right. it seems the Republican Party knows if you work with Democrats on anything to improve the lives of your constituents, there's someone back home louder and more racist than you who will primary you for working with Democrats. If they do their jobs, they lose their jobs. Exactly. Nobody wants to get chained. Nobody wants Ooh. to be Kinzingered. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing. They sat back and they looked at someone, especially Liz Cheney, who voted with Trump more than 90 percent of the time. Oh, yeah. But when she stood against the Republicans after the insurrection, she was done. The clock was ticking from yeah, that right. moment. And I'm certainly no Liz Cheney fan, you know, but she did do the damn thing and it mm -hmm. cost her her seat. And she knew it was going to cost her a seat. And everyone around her looked at that and thought, that's not going to be me. That's it. You're so right. either I'm going to be vocally in favor of what they're doing or I'm just going to shut up and say nothing and let it happen. And that's You're where we exactly are now. Right. And she votes with them. I mean, Liz Cheney hates unions. She hates abortion rights. She still thinks the Iraq war was a great idea. She still thinks billionaires have it rough and need a bigger tax cut. But she told the truth about one thing. And it's it's like a cult mentality. You bring up after it, it was after, a bridge too far. Yeah, because she told it was the a, truth. It was we, a bridge too far. Exactly. We wait 20 years for a Cheney to tell, tell the truth about one thing. <laughs> and, and then they get in trouble you for know, it. Please. I mean, the way I look at it now, it's almost like, you know, the, the party is all mother now. Norman Bates is gone. Mm, yeah. You read about how after Janet Protasiewicz in, in uh, Wisconsin defeated uh, Dan Kelly last week in the Wisconsin State Supreme Court, Scott Walker came out of his crypt and he blamed it on young voters <laughs> being subject to years of radical indoctrination on campus, in school, with social media and throughout culture. We have to counter it or conservatives will never be able to win battleground states again. What is he 
talking about. These young people are outraged that they have fewer rights than their mothers and their grandmothers, and they showed up in an off-off election year in incredible numbers. I mean, if Scott Walker is really serious about Republicans winning elections again, he, he's not going to say it's because young people are indoctrinated by radicals. Like, I don't even I mean, believe they, he they, believes they, that. The only thing missing from that sentence was the word woke. And I can't believe he didn't uh, figure out a way to work it in there somehow. But he said point. the buzzwords, indoctrination. He said radical. He said all of these things that make conservatives feel, oh, it's not our fault. It's this thing that's being done to young voters. It's not that we have no policies and we have we don't know how to legislate. And all we have is hate and anger and you know, Christian nationalism. They don't understand why that's not appealing. But there's nothing appealing about it. So all they can do and say, well, it's the left. These kids are being brainwashed as opposed to realizing these kids have brains of their own and don't like what they're seeing from the Republican Party. You're right. And Scott Walker is just looking out for Scott Walker. If he tells the truth, he'll be called anti-MAGA. And, and you point out. But what else are you going to say? He could say that our positions are unpopular and we've lost seven of the last eight popular votes for the presidential election and we need to change or else we need to find a way to cheat better. <laughs> but he can't say that. So he'll just say I mean, he could. kids are a doctor. I mean, he, could. I mean, he almost has really nothing to lose in saying that, frankly. I mean, he's not like he's still governor of Wisconsin, but, True. you know, he'll never do it. And it, that's the whole thing. Everyone just feels like I, I have to keep this position and I will go along with this. I'm going to go off the cliff with these these people because I don't want to lose my job because they will primary me and I'll be done. They don't want to do it. Again, it's they, they have this image of, of Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and Adam Kinzinger just right. decided not to run again. But because he knew the same thing was going to happen to him. You're so and, right. And, and that's, Jeff Flake before that. That's Jeff enough. Flake before it. Yeah. Jeff, you right. Exactly. That's they, be, I, they, you know, right. Again, Please. Not great people and it, by any stretch of the imagination, but they can certainly see that the party is moving in a direction and I can't move there with it. Yeah. And, and if, I guess there's some folks listening to our conversation saying, well, so what? Let them die off. Let them let them marginalize themselves. Let them keep on losing elections. I, I, I get that. And we all know that white people are going to be a minority in 2045. So that's the way it's trending anyway. But I, I don't think people realize that these Republicans can take a lot of us with them on the way out. You know, they're 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 not happy that they don't run the country anymore. They're really not happy that they're losing elections with all these guns. You know, it's at the point now where yeah, they'll take everybody with them if they have to. It's not simply, oh, we can't win, we're going to we're going to shape up and be better. No, they're going to destroy every single thing they can on the way out. Everything is go for broke with them now. There's no yeah. bottom. There's no line they won't cross. And that's why I think that they're so dangerous at this point, because even something that, you know, kids getting killed in schools and they look and they say, well, nothing we can do about that. It's, I mean, every single day, more mass shootings than we've had days in the year and the shootings we don't even hear about. That's right. They're not doing anything about it. And so they're content to keep, again, the small minority happy and, and not to mention, you know, the way they are with the NRA. Just to keep it going, just to keep that piece of power. It is so detrimental. It is so catastrophic for this country. And yet, and yet the problem we doing. face, as you know, the problem we face is that on the state and local level, um, this tack is working just fine. 
for a lot of Republicans. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene has a lot of job security, if you know what I mean. Um, as do people well, I mean, on the state as and local level. As does Jim level. Jordan. As, as does, does you know, any number of them. Because as does those Tennesseans, the, those Tennesseans who voted the two black legislators out last week and had to take them back. I mean, you know, their jobs are very, very safe. So as, as bad as it is, they're, they're certainly losing ground with the country at large and with the next generation. But they still wield a lot of power. Well, I mean, look, it's the, you know, Democrats have the the White House and the Senate and but all these things are still happening in state legislatures. And I, I feel like I've said this for the last couple of years. The insurrection moved from Washington into Republican led state houses. So true. that's what we're seeing now. You know, they're you know, with the way that they're going after trans kids or they're going after books or they're going after lawmakers who they don't agree with who are Democrats. I mean, it's all so blatant. Because there's nothing to stop them because this is, you know, the joys of gerrymandering for them. They're never going to be voted out. So it doesn't matter what they do or who they do it to. How do you see things playing out with Kevin McCarthy as speaker? Do you do you see him making a full term? It, it, I mean, it's 100 days now and he barely got the gig. And it seems like he's really not able to control the chaos of his caucus. I, I think of him as like, you know, the opposite Pinocchio. He's the man who became a puppet. You know, there is nothing he can do because, again, he's another one of those Republicans who wants to hang on to his chintzy job. So he is letting the chaos kids do whatever they want. And if that means driving this country into the ground, that's what he's going to do. I, I look, I think eventually they'll turn on him. Yeah, because they can, because he gave them the power to do that. But it, but in the meantime, it's the same thing. The, the, you know, the destruction, the ruination, the damage, the scars that are going to be left behind. And we're, and in some ways, we're seeing it already. Look at the whole debt ceiling situation. Yeah, I mean, like, do you, do you, so what do you what do you think is going to happen? Do you, do you think that Kevin lips? McCarthy is going to try to flex on this? I do. Yeah, I think he's going to because he has no choice. You know, You're that's right. what that's what his caucus wants. You know, he can't he can't you know, he you know, he's got the job now. He's wanted his whole life. He will do whatever it takes. That fist will be bloody holding that gavel, but he will still have that gavel. That's all that matters to Kevin McCarthy. We saw what happened with him trying to become Speaker of the House. Anybody with half a mind would have gone, this is too embarrassing. I'm out. (laughs) He didn't care. And all he did was make compromise after compromise and essentially sell what shreds of soul he had left to get that job. He doesn't care. So, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to stick to his guns. And if if the country goes into default, I don't think he's going to care. He's going to turn around and blame it on the Biden administration. You're right. You're right. And of course, criminalizing abortion has driven Republican politics for two generations now. Now that they've succeeded in overturning Roe v. Wade, of course, Trump promised it was only going to go to the states, only the states. The states will decide. That's already been proven a lie as states are trying to block women from terminating pregnancies in other states. And of course, the Mifepristone Mm -hmm. ban that uh, Trump barely judged just enacted. There, There have to be Republicans who realize that this is going to be hurting them with mainstream voters for a generation, uh, right? Or, or are they just too myopic to even realize they're punching themselves in the face? I think what you said, John, is right. They, they're punching themselves in the face. They somehow think that this is going to win them something. I, look, I do think it's it's starting to dawn on them that maybe this is not the winning strategy, you know, hmm. that you can't go against popular opinion on everything and think it's going to work in your favor. But they're not stopping. They're, they're, they're in too deep now. They can't. There's nowhere for them to go. Mm. You know, they, they are. That's why I mean, they're that rat in the corner and they've painted themselves into that corner. 
So all they can do now is fight and destroy. There's nothing else they can do. They, they, they have nowhere to pivot because if they pivot, they will completely lose that base. And then they're, then they're really done for in a lot of ways. But they keep feeling they can expand that. But and it may, it may go somewhere in primaries. It's not going to do a damn thing for them in the general. So what you're saying is if a Republican comes out of his hole and doesn't see his shadow, it's going to be six more years of Hunter Biden investigations. Um, exactly. Renee Graham, <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. Renee Graham is an opinion columnist and associate editor for the Boston Globe's op-ed page. Her excellent new piece is called The End of the Republican Party. Maybe a bit premature, but we'll see how it plays out. Ms. Graham, it's such a pleasure. Please come back anytime. We're delighted to have you. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Quick break, and we will be right back with your calls. This is SiriusXM Progress. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. John Fetterman returned to the Senate today, and Mitch McConnell also returned to the Senate today. Dianne Feinstein has not. Here is Senator Chuck Schumer responding to reporters about Senator Feinstein's absence and the chance of replacing her somehow without an ugly fight. On Senator Feinstein, do you have any more clarification about when she might return? And if not, walk us through what the process would look like to put a temporary replacement on judiciary. Republicans have indicated they don't want to make that Okay, well, look, I spoke to uh, uh, Senator Feinstein uh, just a few days ago. She believes she will return soon. She's very hopeful of that, and so am I. What about this idea of... She's hopeful of return. She's she's um, hopeful on returning soon. Uh, we think the Republicans should allow a temporary replacement till she returns. Yes, 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 yes. Is there any indication of who that might be? Is there a senator? I'll have to talk to my caucus. Does that mean you will not move forward with trying to replace her until you've given her more time to? Well, as I look, are you confident that you can get nine Republicans to support that? Well, let me just say, as I said, I spoke to her. She's hopeful she's going to return soon. I am hopeful she's going to return soon. We should have a temporary replacement until she does, and we'll try to. We hope Republicans will join us in that. There we go. We're at 866-997-4748. Let's go to the phones, shall we? Hello, Sierra in Indiana. Welcome. Hey, John. So excited that I I get to talk to you. Uh, I am, too. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. 
for thank what you. you do. Like, oh please, really, no, I don't you. do it. Thank the activists and the journalists and the and the real public servants. I just tell jokes, but thank you so much. Well, as a musician, I really appreciate uh, what you add to the conversation. That's what makes you different, right? Thank you. Well, thank, so, I appreciate it. Thank um, you very much. Yeah. So today, uh, I live in a town of about six thousand people, and we had. A scary moment. There were shots fired, or so they told us at the the high school, and they ended up actually evacuating the high school kids to a local church nearby. Wow. Uh, it was very scary for a while uh, today. And, you know, even though I, I don't have kids in the school system, I just, you know, gosh, when are people going to rise up? Like, when is it enough yeah. is enough? I mean, I, I have an opinion on that. I, I, I don't. I don't. I think it's going to happen when everyone in this country uh, has someone they care about who has been shot and a victim of gun violence. I yeah. think there are people who care about those they haven't met, you know, and then there's people who only care about people they know. And so it's going to take all of those people knowing someone who was a victim of gun violence before we see any movement. Because the sad truth is, you know, a good chunk of us have that what I call one degree of empathy. And it's got to be someone near her. I mean, near them. I, I think about, I think this week is two years to the week of the mass shooting at the FedEx facility in Indianapolis, which killed nine people. I yes. mean, you know, God knows it's touched your state too. Yes. And, and that's, you know, and it's funny how things touch. You know, I, you've inspired me to kind of be the best that I can be. And part of that is not being silent. I put a, pride flag in my yard for the first time. I mean, I've been out forever, but wow. Good for you. How'd that go? I, Good for you. Uh, well, go? my mailbox has been um, hit a couple times with a ball bat already. Wow. Um, so but, you'll have a story. You know, you'll have a story to tell about how you were brave and you were authentic and you lived your truth and small minded, uh, micro penis, heterosexual men couldn't handle it because they were afraid of your power. Congratulations. Well, yes, but that's that's kind of my point today is and that's the reason why I love what you do is that you do you do so with compassion on both sides. You know, you still put people in their place when I they try. need to be, but I really do appreciate what you're well, doing. Thank so thank you. you. I'm 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 not I'm not a good enough person to hate anybody. So that's why I don't get to hate anybody because well, I'm not awesome yes, enough. Well, yes, but we need so. less hate and more love. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you're around. Thank you. I'm glad you're around. You're doing it. Thank you so much, Sierra. Call it more often. I'm harmless. Bye. Harmless enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Hey, Dave in Washington. What's up? Hey, not too much, John. Hey, last time um, I called in, you kind of, uh, you know, class, in a classy way, you kind of took me to task a little bit about oh. being too hard on Trump. Okay. Was I making, um, was I joking? I, wait, wait, wait. Was I joking? No, 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 no. No, I don't think you were. Right. You know, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm usually, Dave, Dave, you know, I'm very drunk whenever I'm on the air. So it's all a blur to me. I remember nothing. I, I don't even know how I got here. OK, but I, I can't imagine being too hard on you for being too hard on Trump. I, I must have been being ironic and or, or facetious in some way. Well, let me refresh your memory. You said <laughs> I, I said, like I always say, that Trump is responsible for Russia attacking Ukraine. And you said, no, come on, Dave. You know, yeah, I, I remember that now. Yeah, I think you're giving Trump too much credit. Vladimir Putin is responsible uh, for Trump attacking Ukraine. And Donald Trump is just a thing that Vladimir Putin bought one time. Well, more importantly, you got me thinking, look, I never had anything against George Bush. I thought George Bush was a likable person. And to tell you the truth, I have listened to people that have said, I've listened to even these people that have said, look, Trump is a likable guy. He's just not an ethical businessman. 
and they support him. <laughs> all right. So so I started looking for things that were good about Trump. Okay. Sure. Okay. That's and, good. That's and healthy. Here's, here's a couple of them. Number okay. one. And then these are going into reputable media. I mean, I, I sorted them and parsed them all out, okay? Listen, Here's I tried this with Bush many times. I mean, I, I agreed with George Bush emphatically that uh, that um, regular baseball season interleague play diminishes the impact of the World Series. I thought George Bush was totally right on that. When it came to policy, not so much. But what did you find for Trump? Okay, number one, there's this, this constant article, this constant drumbeat that that Donald Trump is quietly um, uh, pushing the Republican Party to uh, to to change their position on Roe v. Wade, to change their position on a woman's <laughs> right to choose. Okay, the other one is that Trump what are you is talking um, about what? Wait, wait, what? 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 Donald Trump is the reason Roe v. Wade is gone. Well, yeah, but let me finish my point. Okay. <laughs> the next one is. Um, uh, there's an article saying that uh, that Joe Biden or uh, the student debt relief, okay, the, the lawsuits, the financial institutions that are stopping the student debt relief, uh, did their lawsuits when Joe Biden was president, and they they imply that if Donald Trump was president, these institutions wouldn't have done it. They would have allowed uh, the student debt relief to go forward. Okay. Yeah, I bet, now, I bet, the reason- by the way, I I agree with that. I think if Trump had tried to do single payer health care, he might have been the only politician in. America who could have made it happen. And he ran on that in 2015. But then a few months later, he began calling it socialism because he believes nothing. Go on. But, but uh, you know, I did intelligence work for 25 years, okay? And this is – I don't get into brain pan uh, comparisons. I, I gave up on that a long time ago. <laughs> but here's the deal, John. Here's the deal. I've seen um, generational poverty in countries, okay? I've mm-hmm. seen, uh, you know, emaciated people w- wandering around in absolute – well, you can't say they're hopeless. They just think this is the way life is, okay? Right. They're, okay. They're, now, I'm starting to see that in America. So now, based on that, it is pretty hard to say um, to a person, you know, look, man, um, you know, here's your choice. You can you can have a a job. okay, and or you can um, you stay in stay under the bridge and and oppose Trump. This is a hard this is hard for a person. You know, the person might say, well, look, man, I know two transgender people. Who cares? I'd rather have a job. They, they can, you know, they can, you know, Trump wants to force them to be normal. Fine. Well, here's the problem. Okay. These, what is normal? These sort of, Go on. The, the, well, well, these sort of compromises, even though they're quite human um, and quite routine. All right, look, man, there's some countries where democracy, like North Korea, is anathematic. Anathematic, yes. right? It's completely. Yes. If you bring Anathema. up democracy, they're going to yes. throw you. Then there's others like monarchies, right, where they believe that democracy is just quaint. It's a quaint utopian yes. idea. It's not right for them. These Republicans, and and Donald Trump is their vehicle. That's all he is. He might be a nice enough guy, but he's not. Republicans. <laughs> wait, I thought you were going to tell me democracy. good things. I thought you were going to tell me good things Trump did that I could agree with because I'd like to. I'd like that. Well, we just need to understand it's anathematic to these Republicans. Democracy is something that does nothing for them. 
Okay, period, full stop. And it's going to get to the point to where if you even bring it up, you're going to be an enemy of the state. Now, it's not going to be so in your face. It's, it's, it's false, right? These liberals that are going around, look, Ukraine brought it on themselves. Trump ain't wait, wait, so bad. He wants what to give li- me a wait, job. Wait, 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 wait. I don't, I don't, I don't know who you're, what liberals are saying Ukraine brought it on themselves. That's what, what uh, they, were, they, were, they were dressed like they were asking for it. What are you talking about, my friend? No, there's a lot of liberals saying that, and and I call them. Um, any liberals Brandonite. say Ukraine brought it on themselves? I don't know. Hartman calls them tankies. I don't really know what that means. I call them Sarandonites because of Susan Sarandon. Hey, let's, know. let's let Trump have a chance. Okay, no, we cannot. That's it. We cannot. It's a false choice. I'm I'm you baffled by this. Yes. Right. Have have a choice of what? You can't let Trump do. I'm totally confused by your call, and I love you. So Ukraine, right. yeah, you've you've stumped me completely. I don't even understand what we're what this conversation is about, Dave. Like I'm really thinking maybe this is like some acid I took in the '90s coming back. Now, no, 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 no. Okay, John, go ahead. You you are a caring person. You have empathy. All right. I mean, you I can, know I'm, I can what I'm it. talking about. With there, mm-hmm. when I there are people. It's generational homelessness now. I think yes. you know what I'm talking about. Okay. No, I don't know what and, you're talking about. I, I please bring it, bring it, bring it in, bring it in micro to one thing, and then we could that I that I can understand because I thought you were going to tell me about the the good points of Trump that 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 we can agree on, and I'm still waiting for one of those. All right. So you believe that Trump is, um, you know, a defender of a woman's right to choose? You believe? No, that? I don't. No, I don't. I think he's you paid for a lot of. A, I think I don't think he cares. Right. I think that Donald Trump prom- I think Donald Trump pretended to be anti-abortion to get people to vote for him because he knew that he could become president if he manipulated folks that way. I don't think he really cares, but he is the reason Roe v. Wade is gone. Okay, and what about um, no new? I do wars? think he's paid for that? abortions. I, I do think he's. I think he's paid for abortions in his life. Don't get me wrong. And what about what? What about this meme of you know when Trump was president, there were no new wars. Well, there that's were bullshit. no new wars. Trump, Trump bombed Syria right. after promising he wouldn't. Right. And what Trump about, carried out um, assassinations of foreign generals? I mean, it's rubbish. Trump Trump did the Yemen the, the Yemen raid that the Pentagon advised against that Obama wouldn't do and our troops were slaughtered and the media just let him get away with it. So no, I don't I don't I don't accept that thing that we, we had peacetime under Trump. It's rubbish. Well, in in months ago I, I mentioned Sudan, right? And yeah. everybody's like, Dave, you're off your meds. What are you talking about? I don't get this. What's going on in Sudan right now? Okay. That is Wagner group. Okay. That is Wagner and Trump in that Frickin' Flynn, Mike Flynn, wanted yeah. to do the same crap to America. They want us involved in p- little proxy skirmishes around the world using mercenaries and doing war crimes and inhuman yeah. things. This is a contest the United States of America should not be involved in. And, you know, my blood pressure is starting to go up a little bit, John. And I love you. I love you. And I, I love, love you, too. Just so we I just understand, you- it's, not, it is not confirmed that the Wagner group is, is using Sudan. Like, that's, that's, not, that's a theory that... that that, that people talk about, no, but that's not confirmed. It's, it absolutely is confirmed. Okay. Wagner has been in South, the, the Southwest. The, 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 they've been in the um, Sahara. They've been in the Sahara um, encouraging. Um, they've been in the Sahara region encouraging military coups. All right, right but, is, but, but, but is Wagner behind? Is Wagner behind the bloodshed, absolutely. or is it the mercenaries behind the bloodshed? Wagner 
is behind uh, is Wagner behind the mercenaries and are the mercenaries plundering all this gold to help smuggle the Russian military effort because that's what I hear (laughs) and again it's not none of that's proven it's fascinating to talk about oh they didn't dig a a huge uh, trench to uh, separate you know these warring factions that they made (laughs) I mean Mm. you can can, can Google that and look at it no, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, there, I know there's, like there's a lot, look, like there's a lot of ties between the Wagner group and the Sudanese okay. military. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. But I'm just saying, okay. I don't know that they're running the show. No, and this is not, all right, look, even this, uh, what is this Santos guy, right? This, this Santos guy, you know, how did he get all his campaign help? Well, there's a guy right now sitting in prison, um, um, Sergey, uh, oh man, what is his, well, his name was, uh, he had an alias, um, his alias was uh, Victor um, Herrera, Victor Herrera, he's okay. in prison right now, he is a Russian, he, and this is, a, you can look at this on the Department of Justice website, okay, okay. this guy was um, apprehended who provided his fake credentials to get into America and find out his mission. He was a, a Russian intelligence agent, okay? He wasn't some, you know, tr- lover of Trump. He right. was here to find out how Americans are reacting to this, this smash and grab they are doing in Ukraine, how r- Americans are, are feeling about Russia's attack on Ukraine. That was right. his mission. Okay. And his fake identity was provided by Brazil. So is okay. that, does that make Brazil bad? No. Brazil and a lot of other countries are under... For crying out loud, they, they, Wagner tried to go to NATO countries to get rearmed. Dave, you I know mean, what you can do? You should all, invite us all over to your place to see the flowchart on your wall of how all this is connected. This is all attributed to Trump, and we can't buy <laughs> any of this good stuff about Trump. And I think Trump is, I, I agree with you on that, but I think Trump I is agree. just the hood ornament on the car crashing into democracy. We, we, I think, agree from different ends. And I thank you so much, Dave. Quick break. We'll be right back with the sublime Rhonda Handsome and your calls. We'll get to everybody. We're at 866-997-4748. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well-regulated militia doesn't kill kids. Well-regulated militia is regulated, not a bunch of unregulated dudes in the woods. Hello and welcome back. This is SiriusXM Progress. 
I'm John Fugel saying we're at 866-997-4748. David Washington, I love your I love your calls. That, that, that last one was great. It had a Lewis Carroll quality to it, and I, I, I can't wait to continue. In the meantime, whether you're ready for it or not, let me welcome back to the show one of our favorite comedians. Right now, it's Monday, and that means it's time for Tall, Dark, and Handsome Monday, starring comedian, comedian writer, writer, director actor, a woman who's open for Anita Baker and Diana Ross and Aretha Franklin and does great solo shows. You can catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud, and she's doing some live gigs, including Fabulous Femmes at Levity Live in Nyack, New York. People of Earth, Miss Rhonda, handsome. I'm black, y'all. How are you, Rhonda? Well, I was great until I realized I needed a lot more string to connect Dave's dots. I need a lot more string to to keep up with wherever he is on the map because it's all over. Well, Chris brought up a Chris brought up a very good point in the break that there are plenty of people on the left who who um who are very critical of support for Ukraine. There's plenty of people on the left who don't want to feed the military industrial complex. And it's kind of refreshing that for once there's people on the right, although people on the right, you know, they're pro-authoritarian. They like Putin. I don't don't really think they're anti-war. But um, I I just haven't heard liberals who are thinking that uh, Ukraine started it. That was Dave's point where I thought it was pretty wacky. So yeah, he's he's smoking the wacky tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of people who do. They don't come out of it thinking that you know uh, Zelensky's a Nazi who started it. But um, but I, I want to uh, talk to you because I know you're excited. George Santos has announced he's going to run for re-election. It's an exciting time. It really is. It really is. I know uh, his constituents can't wait to bring back in someone who can lie like a rug. I mean, uh, he and and he is so good at it. He could have several different of his own persona run his campaign. You know, he could have the the, the drag queen in charge of fundraising and uh, Anthony DeVolder could could mm-hmm. be his manager. I mean, uh, he's he's he, just his split personalities alone can keep that whole machine running, John. I'm very mm. impressed. I mean, it's it's amazing. This doughy worm like compost heap of festering lies. Uh, there was a poll from Siena College that showed 78 percent of registered voters in his district wanted him to resign because, um, you know, he lied about going to Baruch and NYU and he lied about working for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. And he he he, he lied about his DeVolder organization and, and uh, that he made five million from. He lied. He was a proud American Jew. He lied about his ancestors escaping the Holocaust and his mom dying from 9-11. He lied that he lost employees at the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, he's had more he names. Was the, than, he was a fraud around that uh, veteran's dog. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he scammed a disabled veteran's dying dog for money. He lied about playing volleyball. Rhonda, what, what, uh, what, I mean, I, I guess if you're going to lie about, he, he lied about playing volleyball in a college he never went to, but I guess, you know, volleyball, who's going to think that's a lie, right? Who's, I, I get it. But yeah, he, and the guy's had more names than Diddy. Uh, he's Jewish, but he's Catholic. He's gay, but he was married to a woman. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm really missing the dignity of Herschel Walker with this guy. <laughs> He he is amazing, and and to and to dive back into the the, the whole campaign. Now, I think it really takes a lot of chutzpah. It takes it takes uh, balls and also the high heels that his 
drag queen persona wears to to think you can walk in and just say, yeah, I'm going to do this all over again. You know, the thing about it is the Republicans do admire liars. They do. They they, and uh, they I but I think that Santos just had a tipping point. He had a tipping point where people just could not keep going. Yeah, I, I really like him. I like his his policy. I like his his personality. And <laughs> I like his, love and his, his personality. <laughs> I, I, I like him because a, you know, a gay immigrant for Trump to me is proof that God loves us and wants us to laugh, first of all. But secondly, it, it, this is one guy who embodies the failure of Republican Party integrity. He embodies the failure of Democratic Party basic opposition research. He he embodies failure of journalism to vet somebody. And he embodies failure of uh, critical thinking of a voting public. Like, you know, Absolutely. It, but Kevin it's, McCarthy, but Kevin McCarthy's desperation is why this guy's job is safe. But it's like Santos was created from a uh, Mad Magazine Onion article combination, and uh, it's a success. It's it's a runaway bestseller, and and he's going for another another novel. He's going for another book. But but with respect, Queen, I don't think he should resign. I think he should run for reelection. I think he is. The Republican Party. I mean, I mean, oh, yes, his levels of lying about education, about the Holocaust, about 9-11, about religion, about his marriage, his business, his charity. The guy flashed a white power symbol in the Capitol like Uh he he, I mean, he lied about 9-11 and exploited it for professional gain. Like he's old school. He's the most Republican we got. He's he is the poster child. He is the poster child. He, actually, I, I agree with you. He need, they need to just let him go and see how far he can let take his lies. And you know, it, it would be on the same level of, you know, of, of telling Elon Musk to stop talking about stopping A.I. Let's just see how long <laughs> it takes artificial intelligence to uh, to eliminate the, the humanity, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think Elon Musk is artificial intelligence, but that's just me. We have a lot of callers that want to weigh in and say hi tonight, Rhonda. You ever talking to some of the riffraff? I love the riffraff. Let's say hello to Kendall. Kendall, you've been on hold forever. Thank you for your patience. Welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Good evening. Hi. Uh, yeah, uh, it isn't what I want to talk about, but just I kind of made an observation that I, I'm Please. starting to really wonder if you actually believe the things you talk about. Like what? Because... If you really wanted to, you you could have the country exactly the way you wanted it in less than a month. How's that? All you got to do is, uh, if you actually believe the Republicans are as evil and as bad as you say they are, uh, you just have Biden declare them all a terrorist organization. Elected Republican in America from county commissioner on up, and then yeah, you have I'm, an article I can't, I'm honest. I wouldn't, convention. That, but that would and, be dishonest. Uh, you I'm not going to lie. The Constitution in, a, in less yeah. than a month. I mean, you have exactly the country you want. All right. Well, that sounds really easy. So, uh, I don't want to do that to anybody. But let me ask you a question. If the Republicans really cared about illegal immigration, wouldn't they just lock up employers who hire them? If Republicans really cared about stopping abortion, wouldn't they try to have more access to birth control and sex ed? I mean, we can we can play this both ways, but I'll bring receipts here. You know, like <laughs> I believe everything I say and I think, you know, I do. So what's on your mind tonight? Ah. 
What do you think the founding fathers meant by the word regulated when they said a well-regulated militia in the Second Amendment? I think that they meant that a well-regulated militia was essential to the safety of the fledgling colonies, and that's why they had a right to bear arms. They are well-regulated militia, as far as I can see in the dictionary, no, Kendall, no, no, doesn't mean unregulated what, what, what do you, dudes. How do you define the word regulated? Uh, I defined it as a militia. A militia. A well-regulated, well-trained militia. The opposite of permitless concealed carry where no training is, no, re- no, is necessary. No, you're not entirely wrong. When, when I know I'm not. When you word regulated in the, in the dictionary, there's, there's three definitions. The mm-hmm. first one is to control or direct according to a rule. The mm-hmm. second definition is to adjust in conformity uh, to a specification. And the mm-hmm. third one is to adjust for accurate and proper timing like a clock. Okay. So out of all the three, I think the second one makes more logical sense is what they were mm. talking about. Okay, except except Kendall, 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 what about the dictionary definition of militia? What about that? Ah. A military force raised from the civil population to supplement a regular army in an emergency. That's what a militia is. There's I support a, there's that. A, no, there's a whole bunch of definitions for militia. A military force that it, engages it, it, in it, rebel it, or terrorist the, activities. The organized militia, the National Guard, and there's the unorganized yeah. militia, which is basically everybody else. That's not organized. That, well, it, it, unorganized it, it, militia it, 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 is the opposite of well-regulated. Unorganized militia is the opposite of well-regulated militia, my friend. Listen, okay. I get it. I get well, it. You think that there should be... Kendall, you think there should be more guns. I get it. I get it. You think there should be more guns and less regulation. We're still talking about the word militia. We okay. haven't got off that one yet. Okay. You have the Militia Act of uh, 1792. Yes. All able-bodied citizens eligible by law to be called on to provide military service supplementary to the regular armed forces. Able-bodied citizens eligible by law to be called on to provide military service supplemental to the regular armed forces. You're not talking about a militia. You're talking about dudes owning whatever the fuck kind of guns they want. Now, here's my question for you, my friend, and I say it with love. Um, we, We should allow everyone to own guns, right? If you want to own a gun, you should own a gun, right? Everybody that isn't a felon, yes. Uh, grenade launchers. What about that? Can gang members own grenade launchers if they don't have uh, criminal records? Is that okay? I think that would be... Yeah, why not? Sure. Okay, what about <laughs> uh, what about uh, white phosphorus? Can civilians own white phosphorus uh, to use? Uh, that wouldn't for... be a common arm. Okay, it, it but it is still an arm. What about, nu- what about tactical nukes? What about a nuke that could destroy Cleveland? Should civilians be allowed to own tactical nuclear weapons? Where did common arm come from? He's making shit up. Where's common arm in the Second Amendment? Where's that? I don't see common arm anywhere. Uh, But seriously, Kendall, should civilians be allowed to own nukes? You you can own a grenade launcher. You just can't own the grenades. Oh, why not? Why not? What if I want a grenade? Why can't I own a grenade, uh, Kendall? Classified as a destructive device. Well, so, so we accept some limitations on our right to bear arms, you're telling me? Well, you can own tanks and artillery. But That's civilians have to accept some limitations on our Second Amendment rights, is what you're saying. Which ah, I agree with. But what are I think we've agreed on it. No, no, we agree. No, no, there no, are no, limitations no, on the Second Amendment. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we, it's it's healthy, and you have to have limitations on the Second Amendment because you care about American lives and you don't want people to get slaughtered needlessly. So I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Can I can so I run you, some you, hypothet- you can like, I run some hypotheticals you like, by you? Uh, Hang on, Chris wants to run some hy- Chris wants to run some hypotheticals by you, Kendall. Go ahead. 
let's okay, say that you, you, you've stated you, you'd really like uh, Australian-style gun control. Uh, the caller in the Ken, previous... Kendall, hey, 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 Kendall, I'm running Kendall. a well-regulated show. Hey, this is a Kendall. well-regulated show. It's time for Chris Kendall. to talk. Go ahead, Calm Chris. Calm down. Use your inhaler. And I'm running some hypotheticals by you. Let's say that there was an 85-year-old man and you uh, a, a child uh, went and knocked on his door it was the wrong address that kid had made a mistake and that 85 year old man um out of fear shot that child twice you mean uh, it like in kansas city yeah yeah did that man should okay. that man have had should he that man have had charged. that and he's 85 he years old yeah but but, but he's 85 breaking into was right. it well regulated? But, I mean, but again, was that a, that's a well regulated militia. A well regulated militia shoots kids, right? No, no, no. Let's let's discuss that. Does a well regulated militia shoot kids or not, Kendall? What? Does a well regulated militia shoot kids? If they have to, no. Then then why do you say a well regulated militia in America means everybody else? Because then this well, guy, this eighty five, three hundred what thirty million 80, people, you just million, told us. This 85-year-old man is part of the well-regulated militia, which is to say, not regulated and not a militia, in Kendall's view. He got charged for murder. Right. He's under arrest. He did not get charged for murder. He did not get charged for murder, but it's acceptable the kid got shot, right? That guy should have a gun, right? No. The kid wasn't breaking into his house. He shot him through the glass window. That is truly, honestly, not a justifiable use of a firearm. No, it's not. what about, uh, let's just say that you, there's a young girl and she's lost. She pulls into the wrong driveway looking for her friend's house. Uh, I and, can barely hear you. Young uh, girl pulls into the wrong driveway. And uh, uh, the, the, the homeowner gets scared and starts firing at the car and shoots and kills the woman. 20 years old. Because that, cool? that just like, happened, I too. Mean, and, and, and by the way, legally owned so firearm. So much freedom. So much freedom. Like, okay, do, let's play this Kendall, game. I guess my, my I guess my point is, Kendall, wouldn't you do wouldn't you do anything? Don't you think that there's anything that could have been done to prevent those situations from happening? Because oh, the way okay, our gun no, lo- me, the way our me, the way our the way that our gun laws are the way that our gun laws are, everything about this has been legal so far. Yeah, it's deferential that these men are being charged. But Chris, Chris, the dead kids, the dead kids are the price we have to pay so middle class men can own AR-15s for entertainment. No, no. Can I can I talk? Sure. What what about a woman in her house alone? She's in her house alone with her children and somebody breaks into her house. And under the laws of the state at the time, she she had a duty to retreat. So she retreated to the upstairs bedroom. The, the criminal kept following her, and she locked the bedroom door. The criminal broke down the, the bedroom door. She, she retreated into the bathroom with her children, just her and her children, young children. And the, the criminal pounded on the door. She shot through the door. She killed the criminal. Now, she was charged for murder because the state's attorney said that she had a further duty retreat because she could have thrown her children out of a small bathroom window and jumped what? out the window. What is the she name of this woman? What, what state that did this happen in, Kendall? This is Lori Strode. Where, where Florida got is castle this... doctrine from. Well, uh, no one agrees with that. We all agree that you have a right to own a firearm and defend your home if someone breaks into it. So I don't really know what kind of fight you're looking for here. <laughs> well, you, 
I'm playing the same game you're playing. Who is this woman, Kendall? What is her name? What state did this happen in? Well, then we get to never answer your question. And it's happened in Florida. This is where Castle Doctrine came from. Who's the woman? What's the person? How can we? How do we? How do we verify the story? I, 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 it's, it was a very. It, it is literally the case where Florida came up with Castle Doctrine from. John, I mean, Lori Strode from Haddonfield, Illinois. There you go, uh, Kendall. Like, like I, I don't know where what what gave you the idea that we're against individual firearms. I mean, of course you can defend your house if someone breaks in. What, I don't understand. Well, you're like, extremely dishonest about it. No, you, I'm you not. The caller in the previous hour said. Uh, I, I own a shotgun and hold six shells. Well, that's either a pump or a semi-automatic. You state many times that you like Australian-style gun laws. Well, uh, <laughs> no, you state many times I like Australian-style gun laws. I've said I don't think civilians should be able to fire off more than 10 rounds without having to reload. I like having a chance. Right, when, where, where do you come up with 10? Kendall, where, Kendall. Where, where when come Kendall, where 10 come from? Kendall, I know when you fight really hard to let a 20-something male buy an AR-15 easily without a background check, and he starts slaughtering children, I tend to find the best time to tackle that person is when he has to reload. So I'm against high-capacity magazines for civilian use. That's not the same as coming Uh, to your house and taking away your grandma's shotgun, Kendall. You're looking for a fight here, bro. There is none. No, I'm just telling you what you're advocating for. You advocate for Australia-style gun control frequently. I guess. I, you yeah, so you know why? You know why? Here's the, here's the deal, Kendall. Control. Here's the deal, Kendall. I love Americans more than I love guns as fucking entertainment. Australia hasn't had a mass shooting since 1990. Kendall, I'm talking. I'll hang up on you if you're rude to me. Um, I get that you think the civilians who are slaughtered are the price we have to pay so America can have more guns than anyone else, right? We have to accept it, right? We can't do anything about it, right, Kendall? Like, all, like there were so many shootings this weekend, and we have to accept we that. Can do about it. What can we do about it, Kendall? More guns? What's your solution? What's the Republican Party solution yeah, beyond one, doing are, nothing? Are allowing teachers to defend themselves, yes. Come on. <laughs> how, would you have stopped, how would you have kept that 85-year-old man from having the gun that killed that woman? Or, or shot that boy, rather. Arm the teachers, Chris. He he got charged. He but he, he was do you think completely that he, wrong, he, and he got you charged. You see the photos of that guy. Do you think that he was of sound mind and body? I that am he not defending him in any way, shape, or form. Sure, you are. You're Smart. fighting for that 85 year old man to have a gun in his hand. We had 13 mass shootings this weekend: Alabama, Kentucky, Texas, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nebraska, Georgia, Michigan, and New York. A dozen Americans were killed. We have to expect that, right? We can't do anything about it. It's just going to happen. It's the price of freedom. Is that what you're telling me? In some cases, yes. You 163 mass shootings. shootings. We've had more mass shootings than we've had days in 2023, and the rest of us have to put up with that, correct? Because it's acceptable to you. idiot that drives, drives his car through a Christmas parade and kills more people with his car. You, uh, don't, get, you, know you what? don't get to cool. shift the you window, don't get to Kendall. Do that. You have to address the questions. Yes, yeah, I, I know you're scared of these very simple questions, but cars, when I'm used correctly, don't kill questions. people. Cars, when used correctly, don't kill people. That guy drove through a crowd and he killed people. Yes, they do. AR-15s are designed to kill people. So, Kendall, my question is, 163 mass shootings in the country so far this year. More than there have been days. We had over a dozen Americans killed over the weekend. Well, now that depends on how you define a mass shooting, doesn't it? Four or more is a mass shooting. I knew we were going to get there eventually. Four gang members shooting up other gang members and everything else. So what? So what? That doesn't count as a. That doesn't count as life. What? What gang members shot up gang members? You're just pulling racist shit out of your ass at this point, Kendall. You 
Tell Gavin, me which gang members shot which gang members for a four or more over the weekend that we're counting, Kendall. You're just throwing... It's like Tucker craps it into your mouth and you share it with us. Kendall. Kendall. Twice as many people die from fentanyl than firearms. Fentanyl's illegal. Kendall, the mass shootings are acceptable, right? We have to put up with this, correct? Correct, Kendall? No, we don't. I keep so saying, how do we prevent I don't know it? why you don't listen. I, I, I'm allowing people to defend themselves. Let's go to... Rhonda, do you have any comments? I hung up on Kendall because he's a dude. He's saying that people should be allowed to defend themselves, and that's true. It's just that they yeah. should not have uh, an arsenal. They need, they need to be trained. They need to, to know that they can handle firearms, and they can't be on some kind of medication that makes them homicidal. I mean, Are you as offended be- as I am, though, that Kendall's against civilians owning grenades? Why, I mean, why does he hate the Second Amendment? I, mean, I, I don't mean, know. I, I was just thinking about the uh, the older gentleman who actually had inserted one into his anus because uh, he he thought that would give him that would give him a certain amount of pleasure. As soon as we start talking about civilians having grenades, that's all that comes into my mind. Wow. He had to go to he had to go to the ER to have it removed. <laughs> well, I don't I didn't know that story, but I feel a lot better about my fetishes after hearing it. I, I feel like a very vanilla milquetoast guy right now oh yeah he was about to declare us behind a historical monument it was like a grenade uh, well, from one of the world wars the wor- well the worst part is Rhonda. you know they gave him a laxative to help him pass it and he totally blew up the bathroom yeah you people these are nice people listening to this show what's wrong with you anyway and again i have to say this all the time Kendall and I enjoyed an all too public, very sexual affair. Everyone's read about it. I know the tension we were, is palpable. We John tore up the, the bathhouses, the, the, the at, but it was just tension. it was nothing but sex, and that was all that united us. And so I had eventually that wasn't enough for me. Catherine in Las Vegas, welcome. You're on with Rondo and Chris. Hello. Hello. Well, Hi. I was going to call about some optimism about what's going on with Jack Smith, but Kendall, like, totally sidetracked me because <laughs> I swear, dude, these gun nuts, they ask the same rhetorical questions thinking they're going to catch it in the gotcha moment. You know, it's like when they say that we're not a, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. You know, what if a rhetorical so question saved the con- you, What if a rhetorical question so could save the Constitution? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except here's the problem with people like Kendall. They've read the Second Amendment, but the Second Amendment is a part of the Bill of Rights, which was in addition to the Constitution. That's They've correct. never read the actual Constitution. Because if they had, they would know that in Article 1, Section 8, which is the powers designated to Congress, the Constitution defines a militia. It's not, That's there's right. lots of kinds of militia. There's one kind of militia defined by the Constitution, and mm-hmm. the Constitution says that Congress shall regulate. Congress shall determine what the appropriate training is. Congress shall arm the militia, not any random person buys any random gun they feel like it. Congress decides what guns you have, and Congress provides them. There you also, go. Also, Congress can call you up at any time. So unless you are trained by, armed by, and called up by at any time they feel like it, the Congress of the United States, you are not a militia. You Correct. are just some moron playing cosplay soldier. 
And if so, I may, let know, me quote, let me quote Justice Scalia. Let me quote Justice Scalia, who wrote the Heller decision, which all the gun nuts love. Scalia said in Heller, like most rights, the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. It is not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever in any manner whatsoever and for whatever purpose. So there's his own Santa Claus raining on his parade. Right. But he was just, you know, he was he was arguing with you over the definition of militia, militia, militia. and, and well-regulated. And right, regulated. And well-regulated. And if he had actually read the Constitution that he claims to be all about, he would know that you don't have to guess because the Constitution tells us. So, you know, <laughs> I, it, just, <laughs> it, it drives me crazy every time they've read one one section, you know, Second Amendment, yeah. that's it. But hey, listen, I, I, if I can just uh, interject some optimism for everybody Please. tonight. Yes. Um, yes. So um, the reason I wanted to call and say this is because Pam Keith was going apeshit on Dean Obadala, giving everybody doom and gloom. Oh, no. And saying about how that um, um, Jack Smith is just delaying and expanding to try and waste time and they're going to let Trump go. However, okay. here's the thing that's really important. Um, in a matter of weeks, Jack Smith not only was able to break attorney-client privilege for a former president, which never happens even for low-level people, so but true. he was able to get Secret Service to come in and testify. Now, mm -hmm. for years and years, they tried to get Secret Service to come and testify from everything, from, you know, the Bill Clinton thing to Nixon to everything. And Secret Service has always successfully argued in court that it would jeopardize their ability to protect the client, right. which is the president or the ex-president. Right. He was able to break that. That I know. is huge. They, it's huge. They do not do that unless they are seeking a prosecution. And it didn't. they didn't argue in court over six months or six years. They did it in a matter of weeks. And now, again, Andrew from White, his butler to oh, his sorry, bodyguards, ahead. his butler to his bodyguards. But the most amazing thing, and we've talked about this a lot with a couple of different professors on the show, is Trump's own lawyer. I mean, there's no attorney-client privilege. They got Trump's own lawyer to testify against him. Right. And I mean, Barb McQuaid and, and all of these people that worked for DOJ said that almost never happens that yeah. they break attorney-client privilege. And, they, and so, um, you know, whatever Merrick Garland did, which I have bitched about a lot, is not Jack Smith's fault. But for all intents and purposes, Andrew Weissman seems to think, based on his judgment of the motions they are filing and the things they are doing paperwork-wise within the next two months, um, they will drop an indictment on the documents case at Mar-a-Lago. Nice. Well, we'll see. So, uh, you know what? A little often, I can't promise. Hope springs eternal, but hope. But the fact that they broke <laughs> attorney-client privilege and they brought in the Secret Service, like yes. let all that negativity from the last couple hours go. <laughs> okay, listen. For Don't me, it's enough me. to just. Don't tease it's me. enough I've to just for me just to see Donald Trump. Four years. <laughs> I know, but for me, I'm happy just to see Trump shoveling money to defense attorneys like a furnace. Catherine, thank you. Rhonda Handsome, you got a couple of shows coming up. Fabulous Femmes at Levity Live in Nyack. Oh yeah, yeah. The VIP room there, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it because uh, you know I love it when I'm working with my gal pals like uh, Nancy Levine, uh, Louis Michelle, and Peaches Rodriguez, that you know hip hop uh, comedian. And uh, my God, it, is not is Nyack ready for this lineup? That's crazy. I don't know. They <laughs> may be over. 
overwhelmed by the estrogen. I don't I don't know. Uh, but um, I'm looking forward to that. And when is that show? Uh, that that's on the 21st. So that's, that's actually on the on on the 21st coming up this week. And uh, and then I have a, a show at Plenty's Twisted Lipstick is in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, people have really got to come out and support live uh, comedy. They, they, they really have to do that. And I, I hope they can come out on Sunday, April 23rd in Brooklyn and the 21st. I'm in Nyack. Right on. Come out and see Rhonda, man. She's she destroys their house. Uh, I got time for one really quick call. Dustin in New York. I can give you like 30 seconds to make your point. Hi. Come on, Dustin. Oh, hi. Hi, John. So it's nice to take my call. I actually called you like eight months ago. And I decided to call back. We had a very nice conversation then. Um, I, I will say this quickly um, because you said I have to say it quickly. Um, first of all, I'll preface this. Like I told you then, I am an emotional uh, conservative and intellectual liberal. Um, okay. With regard to guns, I just wanted to point out that you are right. Obviously, guns kill people. But And this, you will say it's a bad example, and maybe it is. But really, uh, you, you, could, you could, if you wanted to, you could lock up people like myself and maybe you. I don't know. Anyone between any male between the ages of 15 and 45 and there would be no crimes. No, no one would get killed. Uh, narrowly, no. Right, but uh, that would be wrong to do because the, you shouldn't lock up people who haven't committed a crime. Right, but if, if someone does have a right to carry a gun, should we take away my gun because someone else might kill someone with, with his gun? No, no one's calling for taking away your gun. No one. <laughs> so I thank you very much for the call, Dustin. We're talking about banning future sales of uh, AR-15s and things civilians don't need. Your guns are safe. No one's coming for them. This is progress. Thank you, Rhonda.